Hi friends, before this episode begins, I just want to let you know that we are working on some new sound equipment. I know that previously we've sounded kind of distant and sometimes very quiet. So we're trying new things. Hopefully this works out. Just stick with us. We're working on it. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you today? I'm great. It's a really beautiful day outside today and I'm excited to be here. Yes, and we are inside where it is also equally beautiful. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of windows so we can see the outside. Yeah, well, I was just looking outside and I'm like, it's a really pretty day out. Yes, I like to keep, we like to keep the blinds open and on the windows that have blinds and just, you know, enjoy the natural lighting. And then when it gets dark, we're like, oh, it's very dark in here. (laughs) Natural light is the best light. It just makes you feel like happy, you know. I love it, and then until it gets too hot. Okay, yeah. yes. And then especially when we got new windows in July, it was like they were so clean and like everything was just even more beautiful and bright. And I was like, wow. And they don't have those like lines on them anymore. So it was like, well, they were super clean and bright because okay, they were so clean. <laughs> okay, they were so clean that you had a bird flying into one of your windows. That's pretty. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. But that was actually like just a couple weeks ago. I know. So that that's just stands to how wonderful my new windows are. But anyways, I thought you were going to say that they were super clean and now they're not. And I was about to be offended. Just kidding. I don't clean my windows. You'll get over it. Yeah. Uh, these are actually super easy to clean and I still don't clean my windows. So I can't be offended by that. We're talking a lot about windows. Speaking of offense, I guess if you guys haven't uh, <laughs> picked up on em- Emily's uh, subtlety, quote unquote, we are talking about we're talking about offense today, but we're also talking about forgiveness and just bitterness. I guess it's kind of all lumped together. Um, it's not an easy thing to practice. Nobody wants to talk about it. We all know we should do it. We all think we do do it. Um, but I think a lot of times we're not really being honest with ourselves, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes. I think that the world is a magical place full of people waiting to be offended by something. Well, especially nowadays. I mean, it's at every corner. Somebody's offended about something. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about that. So, I mean, just to jump right in... Basically, so if we look at the Bible, <laughs> what the Bible? Would you would you think about that? Okay, uh, in Mark eleven twenty five and twenty six, this is the King James version. It says, "And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses." Very simply. If you don't forgive others, you will not be forgiven. And, you know, this is something I'm sure many of us have heard, you know, as you judge not lest you be judged, you know, but also as you forgive, that is the measure of grace that you extend to others. That is the measure of grace that is extended to you. None of us are perfect people. And you know, no, nobody has it all together, no matter how it looks on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Nobody is living a perfect life and nobody is fault free. So yeah. we want people to forgive us 
but a lot of times we have a lot of, I guess it's a big challenge for us to offer that same forgiveness to others. Yeah. Um, I have a quote here by Bryant McGill. It says, the feeling of being offended is a warning indicator that is showing you where to look within yourself for unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, like the day we're living in, especially people don't want to think that there could be any problem within themselves. It's always someone else. It's always someone else. You offended me, not, not the other way around. But we also have to look at it like, like you were reading in the Bible, asking God to forgive us our trespasses. Isn't being offended one of those things that we need to ask forgiveness for? I mean, the Bible does say that we should not be easily offended. It does talk about offense. Right. You know, but I think so many times um, we are offended and it's, uh, it's kind of out of pride, I think, or selfishness. It's definitely it's not, pride and um, selfishness. It's, it's not that, you know, somebody and, – and I'm not talking about, you know, something very severe has happened and it was offensive. I know that stuff does happen and, yeah. and we still have to forgive for those things. Right. But I'm just talking about every day. I mean, people are offended at the drop of a hat. Yeah. You didn't smile at me in the drive-thru. I waved at you in the grocery store. You didn't wave back at me. You told my child no, that it wasn't his turn. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. talking about little things. Like, yes. for instance, okay, so my daughter takes swim. And so she is, she's two. Okay. So she's in class with a bunch of two and three year olds and they all fight over the corner. They want to sit in the corner. Well, and not well, all couple, of them, not all of them, but like several of them. It Her depends on and it de- one in particular. Well, it depends on which class, but in yeah. this, in this particular class, it's her and this other, um, little Little child that yeah that that always want to sit in the corner and so we get there and you know she always gets in a little corner spot because sometimes uh we get there before they do so whenever uh it's funny because whenever one of them is off doing their swim with the instructor the other one gets the corner and then as soon as the other one goes to do their swim you know uh, things the other one jumps in the corner so they're back and forth battling for the corner it's the battle of the corner and so you know, with my daughter, she is newer to the class. And so she is, uh, sometimes she gets like this little animal to hold and it it just kind of makes her feel better because I'm not in there with her like in the other class. And so, but a lot of times the other little boy will get the corner and mom was like, getting not offended but kind of like was was. Like on the way she of was. like why does she keep giving him the corner like because the teacher would put him back in the corner and my daughter was there first and she was like she was there first and I told her I'm like mom I said look at her she's not upset about it and you're over here about to get offended that she won't give her back the corner and she was there first yeah which is another like, which brings me to another even uh, point that I wasn't even ready to be at is that sometimes we take on the, we, we become offended for someone. For someone. Right. And it's like, first of all, life is too complicated. There is so much drama within our own everyday life. Don't take on offenses of other people, especially if they're not offended. We need to be the ones helping them work through that offense, work through forgiveness, because let's just be honest with ourselves. It's hard. When yeah. somebody really wrongs you, I mean really wrongs you, it's not easy. Right. 
Well, and um, I saw this uh, this other thing that said um, being easily offended is a sign of selfishness, insecurity, and lack of wisdom. It appears as a small problem, but in reality, it will keep you from experiencing joy, peace, and God's best for your life. And I loved that because I thought, you know, um, it it is a sign of insecurity, but also sometimes we get offended at people we know and we know their intentions and we take it the wrong way. And my pastor was preaching um, a few months ago and he said, if you're getting offended at someone that you know, a friend, a family member, um, you know, something like that, Mm -hmm. stop and think about their intentions. Is it a person that just has ill will in mind for you? Is it a person that's just constantly trying to upset you? Stop and think about that because sometimes we take things the wrong way when they weren't even meant the way we thought they were. Um, For instance, I know that, um, I guess it was several months ago, uh, I was, it it was, it was probably mid, early to mid uh, January, so Mm -hmm. the beginning of this year. Mom had asked if, so our mom lives with me and my husband. And so she had asked if um, Brittany's daughter could um, stay the night. And I had been having a really stressful week. I was getting ready for surgery. It was my the husband, beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. my husband um, had had a stressful week at work. And my husband and I are both introverts, him more so than me. But sometimes we just really crave a quiet night at home and we don't really get that a lot. So it was kind of just one of those times where it was like, tonight's not a good night. And so I said that, you know, I I was like, no, not tonight. And I don't think I've ever said no when it comes to her staying the night. No, you haven't. And it was just like the situation, like the way you were like, no, not tonight. It's not a good night. Like just. Yes. Like the end. Yeah. And so, um, but it was more so like geared towards our mom, like to be like, no, tonight's not good. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately there was a lack of communication. And so Brittany took it that I just didn't want her daughter here. And so I didn't know. Well, and she, cause she was wanting to stay too. Yes. No, not a good night. (laughs) Right. So I didn't, I didn't know that Brittany was upset. And she didn't tell me at that time. And she was in a rush to leave. It was late. She was trying to get home. And so then, you know, they packed up and left. And so the next day she was coming back over for something. And so, you know, I I asked her, I was like, is everything okay? And she was like, no, I'm kind of upset actually. And so I was like, at at me? Like, you know, what did I do? Yes, at you. No, I didn't say it like that. And so, you know, she told me that she was upset that the night before, you know, mom was wanting her to her her daughter to stay over, and she was all like, she's two, she wanted to stay, she wanted to be with she's Yaya, all about a sleepover, yeah, yeah. And so she was upset because I didn't want her to stay, and I, I was like. No, it was nothing like that, you know. And so then we had that conversation, we had that communication, and I apologized for the way it maybe sounded, 
But for me, in my mind, I was thinking I need to just be to the point because I don't want my mom to be like in front of the child. Mm -hmm. Well, it's okay if she stays. And I'm like, no. So, and it came across as I don't want to deal with her right now kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, that wasn't the case. Right. But it was like, I was like, okay, we got to go. We got to go now. Yeah. (laughs) I got to I'm done here. I'm done here. I've got to go. Well, and so, you know. I love when my niece is here and Mm -hmm. she loves to, uh, I'm one of her favorite people. She loves to play with me. Mm -hmm. So when she's here, uh, I am more like, she's she's with me all the time. So when there's ever a time when I'm like, I just need to shut my brain down and just Mm -hmm. have quiet. It's just, you know, that kind of situation. But I also think that we can be so offended sometimes with a lack of communication And every relationship you have, whether it be with a spouse, a sibling, a parent, a friend, any, any relationship requires communication. And if you're not willing to communicate, Mm -hmm. it becomes so easily to be offended, so easy to be offended. Well, yeah. And of course, a lot of communication now is done over text messaging, which is so easy to (laughs) misconstrue or take out of context, you know, anything that you say. Especially because most people don't use punctuation properly. So that's very true. Uh, let's eat grandma. Let's eat grandma. Yeah. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Uh, and, and I know that also like our mom will send our name in a text message. So it's like when you read that message and it's like, Emily, did you blah, blah, blah. It's like, are you mad at me? Instead of just did you whatever. Yeah. Because then it's like when you're putting someone's name, it's like. She's trying to like properly ask the question. Yeah. Yes. And so. Which we've come to know that that's just what she does. But sometimes, like, if my husband were to send me a text message starting with my name, I'd be like, what did, what I, did do? I do? Yeah. And so sometimes it it also is just that it we we just take things the way we think. And it's like a something inside of us that's like, you did bad, you know? Well, I think also um, you have to consider the source. So, yes. like... The people that you know, you know, you know, your family, you know, people that you're around, your friends, like your true, you know, circle of friends and family. Right. You know them. You know their intentions. You know their character. Okay. So if you haven't marked them as an irregular person or this is common behavior that you can come to expect out of them every single time and it's kind of out of the blue and they do something that is totally not in their character – we should take a step back and say, okay, maybe I'm seeing this wrong or maybe there's something going on that I don't know about um, because we really do need to try to give people the benefit of the doubt, especially yeah. when it's someone that we know. I've heard um, back several years ago when I was working at the school, you know, we used to say if somebody – oh, man, now I'm going to say it wrong. But basically, if you don't know them personally – if somebody says something to you and you don't know them personally, don't take it personally. Right. Like, don't let those people that you don't even know offend you. I mean, who are they? They're nobody. We you know God yeah. loves them. They're somebody. But th- they don't have but that power. Circle, like, yeah. you, don't even give them that power. You're the one that is empowering them to to allow you to feel offended. Like, they don't have that power over you. Yeah. Well, and an and offended heart mm-hmm. is the breeding ground of deception. Yeah. So. 
it sometimes we create that uh, deception in our like our own mind. You know, we we let the devil come in and we're like, I'm offended by that, and then he's like, I'm going to work with that and we're yeah. going to run with it. Well, but and you, he, put, he feeds those thoughts to you, and yes. you think that it's your own thoughts. Those are not your thoughts, right? Those are the thoughts of the enemy. It's his voice. Yes. But you mentioned uh, something that y'all said at the school, and it reminded me of this training that I I took uh, when I was working at, at a school. We I had a training for how to properly restrain children mm-hmm. um, when it was absolutely 100% necessary, of course. Yeah, of course. And so well, sometimes it is. One of the things, um, yes, because we we did have a violent student. Yeah. So one of the things that they say in this training so many times is Q-tip. And when you first, when every time I took this training, which was many times, you walk in the room and there's this board that says Q-tip. And it's like, I knew what it meant after the first time. But I was like, why did they write Q-tip? Like, what does this have to do with Q-tips? But Q-tip stands for quit taking it personally. Mm -hmm. Because when these students are acting out, you know, I worked in special education. A lot of times those those children, they don't have the the function of their brain and their reactions that other children without – without the same disorders have. Yeah, it's not maliciously to- geared right. to- towards you. It's not yes. they're not like lashing out at you. It's yes. just that you're the one that's receiving the the emotion. Right. Yeah. And especially like when when they're nonverbal students, um, a lot of times because they can't voice what's going on in their minds mm-hmm. or how they're feeling, sometimes they're they they react on their feelings, on their emotions. And so it's not that they're angry with you. That's sometimes how they communicate. Yeah. But people are so easy to be like, oh, this child lunged at me. Well, that, I mean, it, it's right. ma- maybe they had a rough morning and they're just, you know, you, you don't know. But so, so that just reminded me of the Q-tip, you know, we're not going into all that, but it reminded me it's of true, the Q-tip. Though, we need to not take things personally. Yes. And so sometimes, sometimes whenever I think of things that will just pop into my head and I'm just like Q-tip. Q-tip. Quit taking it personally. That's a good um uh, I like I like that. Yeah, it's just and and it's so easy to fall into that trap to say, "Oh, they said yada yada yada." And it's like, "Who who are they to you? You don't even know them." Right, right. You like you just heard they said that. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, it, it, offense if left I say untreated, but if if you don't deal with it, uh, it can really turn into bitterness. I mean, it you know if you leave it inside your heart, it will turn into a root of bitterness, and it's got to be plucked out. Um, Gordon Winslow, so actually, okay, so I saw on Facebook uh, somebody had put on their timeline from Gordon Winslow. It was a Stone King quote. It says he says Jesus refused to be bitter when others betrayed him. Bitterness will do more damage to you than betrayal. Betrayal is yesterday, but bitterness will destroy your future, and that is what Satan is after, your future. Take back your future and ask God to help you let go of your hurt. Be healed now. Bitterness is what you do to yourself. It's a choice. When Jesus was betrayed by Judas, he didn't let that change his purpose of redemption. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, it talks about letting bitterness be put away. 
Um, yes, Ephesians 4, 31, 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. If we look at ourselves, I mean, it even says like, you know, there in, uh, I don't have the exact scripture, um, pulled up right now, but you know, it, it goes through this whole list of terrible things. And, and, and he says, and such were some of you. Like, yeah, we walk around like we have lived perfect lives. And, and we know we know we're not perfect when somebody wants to call us out on it or when we mess up or whatever. We say, well, I'm just human. I'm not perfect. Right. But at the same time, like you treat others like how dare you have done that to me? And, you know, we start to it really I, I've been really thinking lately, you know, about unforgiveness, just we, I think we said like, a, I don't know, I think it was like in our second episode, basically like, you know, you, you either have forgive, you have joy, you have happiness, you have forgiveness in your heart or you don't like, if you have unforgiveness, you don't have joy. Right. You can't but have both. The, the thing is, is that like, um, myself included, a lot of times I feel like most people, when you think about your heart or, you know, whatever, it's like you. It's like a whole bunch of compartments, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I, everything's mainly good. Like, yes, this one person did this and that really bothered me, but, but I'm like 97 percent like fine. It's just like that three percent, and it's like the bottom line is it's not. There are no compartments. Mm-hmm. It's as a whole. You either have unforgiveness in your heart or you don't. Right. And the bottom line, if you want to get down to it, is if you have unforgiveness in your heart. You ain't making it to heaven. And if you don't know if you have unforgiveness in your heart, when you think about a person, if you feel angry or you feel like, you know, upset or something, if it brings up feelings that you would rather not deal with, then you don't, you haven't forgiven that person. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be working on it. But yes. it's another thing to be like, just tell yourself like you're fine. Right. Because, but don't be in denial and be right. like, I've forgiven them, just, but because just ignore the thing it. You is, can't is that, do that. And, and I've heard it say before, oh, forgive and forget. It's like, no, no, nay, nay. You don't have to forget what somebody did to you. Right. That Just because you remember forgive does, and not mean, does not mean that you haven't forgiven. Yeah. You can forgive them and still remember what happened. Right. But when you, you know, I've heard it said like, You've really forgiven somebody when you can pray for them, mm-hmm. pray blessings, not yes. curses yes. for them. And, you know, you can ask God to bless them. And even when you're able to say, Lord, don't judge them for what they did to me. Right. And that is hard, people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about, oh, you cut me off in traffic. Oh, Lord, please help me to forgive them. I mean, yes, you do have to forgive. But I'm, I'm talking about like when there are serious things done to you, you've got to be able to forgive. Right. Even, and you know what? So many things that are the hardest things is when it is your closest people, when it is your friend, it is your best friend, when it's, you know, people at church, when it's your family members, you've got to forgive and you can't let it fester. And I think um, last night at church, I, uh, I went to church with my sister last night and Pastor Jay said something that I liked so much. He said that we've, that we need to keep short accounts with God mm-hmm. and, you know, Basically, you need to be taking out your trash every day. 
Right. Like as soon as you mess up, just re- just ask for help. The Lord knows that we're not perfect. He yeah. doesn't expect us to be perfect, pe- perfect people. Right. It's impossible. Right. I mean, well, and he also talked about, you know, that you need people that keep you accountable. Yes. And I know that for me, so the the majority of my life I've struggled with my weight. And for me, it's been really hard having someone to be my accountability partner because it's like if they say something to you, it's like it's hard to not who be are you to tell me not to yeah. have this? And so don't but, tell me I can't eat that. Right. But so, you know, we we also need to make sure that when we have someone that's keeping us accountable, that we're not offended by the accountability. Yeah, because, because they're just trying to help you. Absolutely. And so even with my husband, I'll tell him like you, like you, you know, keep an eye, you got to keep an eye on me, man, you know? <laughs> so, and so, but when he'll tell me something, I'm like, well, th- like that hurts my feelings when you don't want me to have things. And like, so I'm not like that anymore, but at first it was like that. And it was like, you know, uh, well, uh, I try not to be like that anymore. If you're listening and I, and I am still like that, let me know. Okay. You have my permission. But anyway, she won't be offended. <laughs> I won't be offended. You just play this episode. No. Um, but so we do need people to keep us accountable. And sometimes it's really hard to hear that from our accountability mm-hmm. partner, but you know, we, we need that in our lives. Um, I know you were talking earlier about, you know, you need to think about who's saying things like if it's your friend or whatever. And I actually previously lost a friend. She was my best friend for many years um, because I am a very sarcastic person. And you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? And there were, uh, you know, a, a lot of times when I would say something, she didn't know I was being sarcastic, but other people in the room would know that I was mm-hmm. being sarcastic. But I think it got to a point in our friendship that she was so, um, I don't know if it was like a hurt or if it was just like something that built up over time. Right. But there was a lack of communication. And so it got to the point where every time I said something, if someone else laughed at what I said to her, it was like, why are you laughing? Like that was rude. Like, like she, she was, was just offended. taking it personally. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't something that would be rude, but it, in her mind, it, it's like, you know, sometimes we just get so irritated with one person that like yeah. they open their mouth and we're like, ugh, you know? Right. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're lying to yourself because everyone <laughs> experiences that at some point. And that's something that we have to look inside of ourselves and ask, why do we feel that way? Mm-hmm. That's something that we need to work right. on. Right. Because we just beca- – we eventually have zero tolerance for anything that that person says or does. Right. right. And that's not right. Right. Um, and so it got to the point where it was just, you know, we we were not able to work things out um, because I did try, but mm-hmm. it has to be a two-way street. Right. And so now, you know, if I ever see her, things are cordial. We don't hate each other. Um, but that's just someone in my life that I don't talk to anymore. And that's yeah. just how it is. And so, you know, it, it goes back to like when we were talking about, you know, sometimes your friends can be baggage. And to me, like, and to her, we were both baggage to each other. And 
that's just, you know, that's how things worked out. But you just have to know who you're talking to. You have to know how they mean things. And you have to check yourself sometimes to know, am I taking this wrong? Or do they mean it the way I think? Right. It, and clear it up immediately as soon as you can. And also, if yeah. you're the one that's saying something, you know, sometimes it is good to say, like, I'm sorry, I, I was just, that was just a joke or something. Right. You know, it is good. To, if you are a person who is always kidding about something or really, you know, really, uh, you know, I always joke with my father-in-law. I'm like, you just walk around with a big spoon ready to stir everybody, put it in anybody's pot and just try to stir it, you, you know? say that about your husband too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, like father, like son. But yeah, there are there are those people that are, you know, that are just, you know, you never know what they're going to say and if it's going to be offensive. But they're, you know, they're funny. But anyways, um, you know, but if you have been offended or you know, you have unforgiveness or you have bitterness or you were hurt, you've got to take some time to make sure that's properly dealt with. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, a church pastor, Tyler, was, you know, talking about, um, he, he was, a, it was another great message. And, and he, and one of the things he said really stuck with me. He said, if you are walking around with an open wound, the blood of your past will stain your tomorrow. You know, so you've got to take time for yourself to make sure that it's properly dealt with mm -hmm. because tomorrow you don't want to let your the things of your past affect your future. Right. And you also we're not, left. we're not promised tomorrow. Exactly. So, that is so true. You know, you also, you know, I know mom used to always say like, you should never go to bed angry because you're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. So what happens if you have like this you know, offense at someone and you have this issue with them and you just have this anger and your or bitterness in your heart for them. And then, you know, what happens if they don't have tomorrow? Yeah. And then you just have this like feeling of guilt and dread knowing that you never got you never to forgave them. You never cleared the air. Right. Yeah. You never got to make things right mm -hmm. between them. And yeah. that's definitely something that, you know, don't don't put that on yourself. Don't live the rest of your life with that. Absolutely not. And it's not worth it. It's too it's too heavy of a weight to bear. It is. And also the devil will take that and run. Oh, 100%. Like well, you 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 think that uh some people in those Olympics are fast. Oh no, the <laughs> devil is much faster. Yeah, he's he is good at his job. Uh but talking about forgiveness, Usain Bolt's got nothing on him. I'm yeah, sorry, go ahead. Right. <laughs> talking about forgiveness, just like one last thing, you know, it's constant. It's a constant thing. You never you never stop needing to forgive. You know, in Matthew chapter 18, Peter came to Jesus and he, and he says, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. And Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. So, I mean, that's a lot. And that's per day. Yeah, it's per day. And, you know, we don't keep count. I mean, I'm well, I don't know. I guess there's somebody over there keeping tally marks. Okay, yeah, but that's you your two hundredth you time. Need to stop. You know? <laughs> yeah, you need to stop. You know, the 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 point is is that you always have to forgive. Right. But I will also say if there is someone in your life that you're having to forgive four hundred and ninety times you might a need day, to reevaluate that around. You, you you they might be one of those toxic yeah. friends. <laughs> but uh but yes, definitely. Like the the point of that is that like no matter what no matter how many times someone hurts you, no matter what they do, you're supposed to forgive them. And, you know, 
I, I've heard. Um, Even so, if they never ask for forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Forgiving someone is not for their benefit. It's for it's yours. It's for yours. A hundred percent. So. Yeah, if you you even you know you have to forgive things that that never you have to forgive people that never ask, um, but I heard um, so sometimes I like to listen to other podcasts, and um, there was one that was about this. Um, it was about this person who was sadly killed by someone, and the mother wanted to talk to the 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 guy who who killed her daughter she wanted to hear from him what happened and he you know he was in tears and he's like don't make me don't make me say it mm-hmm. she's like no i need to know and so he finally got done telling her everything that happened and she said i forgive you wow and he like broke down crying because he knew what he had done yeah. and he knew that he was going to spend the rest of his life in prison but this woman is saying like you took my only child, but I forgive you. What freedom that like, that is a huge weight. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's a remarkable. And she, so, so she was interviewed by the news uh, later afterwards. And they asked her like, you know, what, why, why did you Mm -hmm. like, why did you want to do this? And she said, because, now I know what my daughter went through, but I also know that I can't keep that in my heart because it was making me angry. Yeah. And so she says, I had to forgive him because I can't live with that. I can't keep that anger. Right. Because it's more of a burden on you when yes. you don't forgive. When you have unforgiveness, it festers. You think this is just some little thing or in that case, a huge thing. Right. You know, but you think it's. I can never forgive them. And you know what? You can't. You've got to have the help of the Lord. Right. The bottom line is you have to have the help of God to forgive others. But it gives you such freedom, such peace, and such liberty to be able to walk in like without that burden on you. Right. It puts such a strain on you, even physically. It will physically, it can physically make you sick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bitterness. I've heard that bitterness can cause cancer. Yeah. Anger. I mean, and like, like heart trouble. But, yeah. But also just like the, the pain that you feel from the stress yes. of being angry. I know that when I used to previously experience anxiety attacks, I would feel so stiff in my neck and shoulders because I was so anxious. And so you feel that with, with anxiety, with anger, with bitterness. It's just something that sticks yeah. with you. It's like a knot well, that you can't work out. It's a physical representation of something spiritual. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh goodness. I feel like there's so much more that we have to say. And yeah. there is so much more that we want to say. <laughs> we can't go on forever though. No. I do have a couple more quotes that I want to read. Um, This one is by David Bednar. It says, to be offended is a choice we make. It is not a condition inflicted or imposed upon us by someone or something else. And I think that for the time that we're in, it's very fitting. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Um, People are so offended. Okay. And then also this one is from, from Abraham Lincoln. And it says, we should be too big to take offense and too noble to give it. And I just like that because I thought, you know, we, we, I mean, we should, we should be bigger than that to purposefully right. offend someone. But 
also not to take offense so easily. Absolutely. Well, and just don't give somebody that power over you. Like, you know, you are the one that says, you know what? No, I see your offense and I'm not taking it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be offended by that. But and if it's a, like a real legitimate thing, then you can say, you know, that was pretty offensive what you said. Like, yeah. did you mean it this way? Because it really rubbed me the wrong way. You yeah. know, just deal with it right then and there. And I won't say the person, mm-hmm. but last night I was talking to someone and they said that that there was someone who was just getting in the face of another person. Mm-hmm. And they said, if that were me, I would have punched him. But <laughs> this other person, I was just like, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. But, you know, if, if I can't help you, then you'll just have to figure it out and just left it at that. And they said, I thought, man, that you can see the, the, the Jesus in them by just how they respond. And I was yeah. like, it's so true. Uh, but on the note of joy, I wanted to end off with this. Someone uh, from church sent this from their calendar today. And it says, it's a, it's like a quote of the day. It says, she knew joy was one of her best accessories. So she made up her mind to wear it every day. And I love that. And I just think it's so fitting. Definitely. Stop being offended and just. And we have to make that choice every day. We do. We like, do. Every single day. Yes. Sometimes every second of the day. We have to say, I'm going to choose joy and not deal with this right now. (laughs) So let joy be your best accessory. That's right. And until next time. Bye. bye. Be Be weird. weird. Choose Choose joy. Thank you for listening to the Pushing Back the Darkness podcast. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and also share this with your friends. Everyone could use joy. If you would like to send us an email, you can email us at pushingdarkness at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget, choose joy.